This is the Get Stuff Done Cast Cast. I'm Dave, the mayor of New York City, a city where my dad was born and raised, has a podcast. The only person listening to it is a dog walker in Queens named Dave. If this is your first time listening, truly, you have made choices and I'm proud of you. You may wish to catch up by first listening to some of the earlier episodes, or at least the first one, or not. Don't listen to the mayor's podcast, it's bad. Today, I'm talking about the 17th episode of Mayor Adam, Eric Adams' podcast, The Get Stuff Done Cast, titled S1E17, Food for Thought, How We're Transforming the Way New Yorkers Eat, released October 25th, 2023, and it's the last of the backlog. Once I've done this one, I'm caught up and can simply wait for the next one to land, you know, if it ever does, which not looking super likely at the moment. You know, I've been a, in a fever haze listening to most of these in, in roughly the space of a week. This extraordinarily inessential podcast has dominated most of the hours I haven't been at work. And though I say inessential, I think that's only within the context that it fails as a podcast, as a revealing portrait of the unsettling man making it. It's incredibly essential. I can't believe I'm one of the only people who's heard it. And I wonder if there'll be any more, in no small part, because as I'm writing this out, a few days ago, the mayor suddenly raced home to NYC from high-level meetings in D.C., where he was going to yell at the Biden administration and or beg them for money to help with the migrant crisis that he insists is destroying a city I keep walking around in and thinking, hey, this is pretty nice, at least until some shithead in an SUV whips around a corner too fast and nearly kills me, which happens roughly weekly. The drivers of these vehicles don't appear to be refugees. Adams raced home not because of a natural disaster or blackout or tragedy in New York City. He raced home because his chief fundraiser got raided by the FBI, who are investigating whether Turkish donors with real estate interests in the city donated to Adams' campaign and what they might have gained for those donations. A couple days later, the FBI stopped Eric Adams on the street took him into an SUV, and relieved him of his phones and electronic devices. Look, I'm sure that's the last we'll hear of it, though. Let's knock this shit out and get a beer, shall we? The mayor's guest for this episode is executive director of the mayor's office of food policy, Katie McKenzie. I'm not doing any research into any of it. I'm just pressing play because it feels right Let's see what happens. Sum up what you do, says the mayor. If, you know, you're talking to someone on the street or at a party or some guy is hitting on you. I really wish I had thought to start a tally of the number of times I say yikes out loud while listening to this thing. 
Anyway, Mackenzie says there's so many different things. Food policy touches food distribution, transportation, logistics, climate, schools, restaurants, etc. She works on all of it. What's the message we want to send, asks the mayor. We want to acknowledge that food is very personal, she says. How it got to you, what you choose to eat, and many New Yorkers, you know, they can't make that choice. That's not an answer to his question, but I don't think he noticed. For some reason, a bit of comedy that has stuck with me since I was a kid is from this stand-up whose name, unfortunately, I don't remember. He told this joke about how once married couples get to a certain age, they don't talk to each other anymore. They just sort of walk into rooms and announce things as if it is conversation. So it's like, oh, the crossword clue today is pampered pups, followed by, I don't know why we don't have any toilet paper in this house. And that's just the picture I'm getting here. Just two people, you know, just saying vague shit in each other's general direction for a bit with microphones on. The mayor asks why it's important how food gets on your plate. And she talks through all the stuff that happens for food to get from point A to point B. And knowing where it comes from is very important, she says. Now, I think that how food gets on a plate is important because of the resources that might be involved, the ways people might be harmed as a part of the coercive workforce involved in most food production. But that actually answered the question the mayor asked. I'm not sure what question Mackenzie's answering. She asks the mayor to tell her about what he did after he changed his diet and to tell her about his Sunday prep days. The mayor famously claims that he cured his own diabetes with a healthy diet. He also says he's a vegan, which is simply untrue. He eats meat all the time. Plenty of people have seen it. Plenty of pictures have been taken of him doing it. I bring this up because I don't assume the listener knows what Mackenzie means when she says the mayor changed his diet, but the mayor also does not inform the listener. Sunday prep days was when he'd chop up his fruits and veggies on Sunday evenings before the week started so that he had them ready to go for the week. You know, mind-blowing stuff. Definitely glad that a significant chunk of the podcast about the city's food policy makers is given over to the concept of meal prep. Mackenzie says that we're encouraging our food service workers in city-run cafeterias and schools and corrections to do the same thing by introducing plant-based options and encouraging them to use, quote, cutting and, quote, spices and, quote, culinary techniques they might not have been trained on. And again, these people aren't talking about the same stuff. That's not what the mayor described at all when he told us about his meal prep. We need to meet people where they are, says the mayor. Am I having a stroke? This has the rhythm of conversation, but these people aren't conversing. It's truly strange. I get a a sense that either Mackenzie's a genius who's figured out that the way to get ahead in the Adams administration is just to free associate at him cheerfully, or she's the only person he's interviewed so far that is a match for his conversational style. Talk about what's on our plates, says the mayor. Well, the city provides food to a lot of people. It's the largest school system in the country. There's elder care, shelters. We're making sure that all the food we purchase is healthy and nutritious and exceeds federal health guidelines. And then we prepare those meals and put them on plates. Now, let me talk about my daughter, says McKinsey. And did I die? Is this what it feels like when you play that game where everyone takes a drink and one of them is dosed with acid and you realize you got the dose drink and everyone else is talking normally, but you can't make sense of it? Why won't she answer the mayor's questions? A kid needs 15 exposures to new food before they like it, she says. What? Even? 
we're putting caps on red meat and trying to buy from New York state providers. This is like a tornado of statements. I can't follow it at all. Sentence fragment shrapnel keeps burying itself in this tree I'm desperately holding on to. We're reducing the carbon footprint of our food by one-third. Sure, good, fine, please take whatever you want. Just let me lie down. The mayor used to dislike tofu and onions. Mackenzie asks him another question. She, she's really forceful, and the mayor just goes with it. Tell us about your Wednesday night tradition. Now, to be fair, no one listens to the mayor's podcast, so the fact that the Wednesday night thing has already been a subject of an entire episode doesn't mean they can't talk about it as if it wasn't. He may not remember it himself since he doesn't mention it. And Adams doesn't get any more specific than he did last time. Every Wednesday, quote, we go out and feed New Yorkers, and it's rewarding. Mackenzie says, you know, it's sort of like one of those word clouds you see online sometimes, but the center is just like a cogent sentence, and the rest of the words around it are just sort of partial parallel thoughts that surround it. And also it's flying at high velocity right at your face. And so... Quote, we are the only city that uses tax dollars to distribute food to food pantries, end quote, goes screaming by along with the words, quote, press release and, quote, fruits and veggies somehow related to it. But also, I I don't think that's true. I'm trying to keep up, but she started naming programs without talking about what they do, just in a list. She seems nice and like a good person who wants to do good work, and there's nothing really wrong with being someone who doesn't express themselves ideally in the situation she's in. She's with her boss. It may make her nervous. She has to perform, which is it makes a lot of people nervous. Or she may just be the type of person who expresses themselves best using the written word. There's no crime here, but I'm terribly confused. She talks about watersheds out of nowhere, then Adams brings up his diabetes reversal, and then she says that she testified to the U.S. Dietary Guidelines Committee, and then Adams asks her what her office is doing for equity, and then she says that her son was thrilled that his school had booths in the cafeteria, and they both laugh. How did you get started in the space, asked the mayor. She said she was a swimmer. Went into disease prevention when her dad got cancer, became a dietitian, and then she got into policy because she could do things at scale, to which Adams replies, quote, this is a broccoli administration, and I am now absolutely sure I died when I started this episode, and I am experiencing the divine. The mayor asks, and this is both weird and a little touching, quote, are you happy? Do you enjoy your job? And she assures him that she loves her work. The mayor says that while mortality is a part of life, while we're here, we should live. And that's it. That's the episode. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, okay. Uh, so uh, what happened between the release of the previous episode on October 5th, 2023, and this one on October 25th? As always, my primary sources here are the City and Hellgate, two NYC-focused news outlets that I support financially, and they are incredible and well worth your support if you can give it. Links to their websites are in the show notes. The mayor went to Mexico and then onto the Darien Gap in Colombia to tell migrants not to come to New York, which didn't do anything and was a weird thing to do. So he looked weird doing it, but then he's weird. So we mostly just looked like him, I guess. Uh, Adam says that when he bought a building in Prospect Heights in 1992, no one wanted to live there, but he, he cleaned it up. And now the neighborhood's nice, um, which is, I think... Uh, uh, the, the the plot of Daredevil, except Daredevil takes place in Hell's Kitchen. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reported that the Adams campaign is discussing distributing tents to arriving migrants and telling them to sleep in parks. 
Following an incident where a Republican member of the city council attended a rally at CUNY by students supportive of Palestine, oh, um, with a gun, she brought a gun to the rally because she didn't like the rally and thought that, you know, bringing a gun would help. Following that incident, which landed her a gun charge because you can't, you can't do that, you can't bring a gun to a political rally in New York City, the mayor's chief advisor sat down to tea with the councilwoman who tweeted a picture of the two of them enjoying their bevies, adding, quote, we have true friends in this administration. Yeah, good, good normal stuff. Adams announced that the administration will be using AI to record robocalls in Adams's voice in languages he doesn't speak, which is normal and not weird. A top advisor to Adams went to migrant shelters demanding to be let in so he could look around with a bunch of cops in tow, and when he was asked for ID, he assaulted two guards and had them arrested. If you like this, if you thought it was interesting, if you want to hear more, the best way to make sure you do so is to hit subscribe on whatever podcatcher app you're using to hear my voice right now. The best way to let other people know about it is to tell a friend. I don't believe that liking it or reviewing it online does anything for anybody. Uh, That'll just take up moments of your life anyway that you could be telling a friend or, I don't know, looking out the window at the dogs that walk by. Transcripts of this show are available at stuffstuffcastcast.wixsite.com slash stufftranscripts. I would love to hear from you. You can email me at stuffstuffcastcast at gmail.com. Thanks, as always, to John Coyne for all of his help on this project. And, provided there is a next time, I'll see you then.